Coming Up is a podcast brought to you by the dedicated and diverse volunteers at 3CR. Just a quick message before you get there. For the month of June, we're asking listeners to donate to the station to help keep us going. In 2023, we're asking our community to stay tuned, stay radical. We rely on the generous donations of the community to survive. Go to 3cr.org.au slash donate and show your support for community-owned and community-run media. Thanks for your support and happy listening. G'day and welcome to another episode of Left After Breakfast coming to you from Melbourne, Australia broadcast from the studios of 3CR My name is Susanna Duffy In this episode of Left After Breakfast a reminder that the 12th of June is the World Day Against Child Labour We'll hear from the BL, from the bush, and also from Comrade Natasha, the working class poet. We'll have a bit of a roundup of what's been happening over the last week. But first, I want to tell you about the anti-saccharites. Yes, I said anti-saccharites. It's about sugar. 3CR Let me talk for a minute about sugar. Sugar-free diets are pretty well all the rage now. And rightly so, if we want to stay healthy, try and cut out all that sugar in our food, which is rather difficult. And you can be congratulated for trying to eliminate sugar from your diet. It's for your health, you say. But once upon a time, deciding whether or not to take sugar with your cup of tea was a political statement. By the 18th century, drinking tea sweetened with sugar was a staple of millions of tea drinkers across Western Europe and USA, particularly in Britain. But this sugar helped fuel the despicable trade in slaves, which is necessary to keep the price of sugar low and to keep up with the ever-increasing demand. Between 1662 and 1807, Britain human trafficked 5 million Africans to the Americas as slaves. Many of those ended up working on the sugar plantations in the Caribbean, famed for inhumane conditions and incredibly high death rates. But that's what it was all about. Supply and demand. Laissez-faire capitalism. People wanted sugar. Let's get them sugar. Okay, sugar is founded on slavery, but people want to put a couple of teaspoonfuls in their tea. They want free choice, but in stepped the Quakers. The Quakers in Britain and USA led the movement against slavery. They rejected class divisions and they viewed slavery as contradictory to their principles. Sugar came to represent the corrupting force of greed 
and the Quakers began to understand the power of ethical consumer choices in shaping the political landscape. In 1791, the British Parliament rejected a slavery abolition bill. So these Quakers initiated a sugar boycott. William Fox, the outspoken abolitionist, said, In every pound of sugar used, we are consuming two ounces of human flesh. The movement gathered the support of over 400,000 people in Britain. The boycott was taken up fiercely by women, women in all the classes of society at that time. They all refused to have sugar in their households. No sugar in my tea, they said, and actually drove down the demand of sugar. By the early 1800s, eating sugar was just about as acceptable as displaying tusks of ivory in your lounge room today. Because of pressure from the abolitionist movement, George III signed the Act for the Abolition of the Slave Trade, effectively banning the slave trade in the British Empire. But of course, many slavers defied the new law, and slavery continued to exist in the Caribbean, and this provoked another sugar boycott. But it wasn't until 1833 that the British slave trade finally came to an end. Most people associate the anti-slavery movement with William Wilberforce, Thomas Clarkson and other well-known men, but women played a crucial role in stopping slavery. They promoted the boycott and they were the ones who decided their household consumption. So think of that next time you look at sugar. There was a boycott on sugar that helped stop slavery. We should take a moment to think about the tragedy in India with that horrific train crash. The Coromandel Express, which runs from Kolkata in West Bengal to Chennai in Tamil Nadu, collided with a freight train in Odisha. The freight train in turn derailed some carriages of the Haywar Superfast train. Together, over 3,400 passengers were in those trains. The Prime Minister, Narendra Modi, vowed that those responsible will be severely punished. He should look at himself. Indian Railways transports 13 million people every day. Every day! Can you imagine that? 13 million people every day travelling on the railways. In the same time, Indian Railways is reeling under a crushing staff shortage, with 312,000 posts lying vacant across the country. The workload for rail workers is too high, 
and they don't get enough rest. Also, the tracks are very old. The load is very high. The maintenance isn't good and failures will happen. The East Coast route on which that terrible crash occurred is one of the country's oldest and busiest and it also carries much of India's coal and oil freight. For politicians and railway bosses, the lives of passengers and workers are cheap. The attention is on boosting big business, holding down workers. India's rail minister has promised meagre compensation to the relatives of victims. The Prime Minister Modi has dubbed this the train mishap. Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical, community-owned media during our Radiothon. We'll be taking donations online, over the phone and in the station to help keep 3CR going for another year. Fierce, independent community media is vital and we need your support to keep radical voices and issues on the airwaves. The 3CR Radiothon kicks off in June. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au. Call the station on 03 or drop in at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during business hours. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical. The 12th of June is the World Day Against Child Labour and it's intended to serve as a catalyst for the growing worldwide movement against child labour. To emphasise the link between social justice and child labour, the slogan for the World Day in 2023 is Social Justice for All. End Child Labour. Over the course of the last three decades, it's been demonstrated that child labour can be eliminated if the root causes are addressed. More than ever, it's urgent for all of us to contribute to bringing solutions to people's daily problems. And child labour is possibly the most visible of these problems. Since the year 2000, The world had been making steady progress in reducing child labour, but over the past few years, conflicts, crises and COVID-19 pandemic have plunged more families into poverty and forced millions more children into child labour. Economic growth hasn't been sufficient nor inclusive enough to relieve the pressure that too many families and communities feel and that makes them resort to child labour. Today, 160 million children, 160 million are still engaged in child labour. That's about 1 in 10 children worldwide. While the percentage of children in child labour is highest in low-income countries, statistics on the absolute number of children in child labour in each national income grouping show that 84 million children in child labour actually live in middle-income countries and 2 million of these children live in high-income countries. Let's be reasonable here, listener. 
let's just be real. Every child has the right to health, education and protection. And every society has a stake in expanding children's opportunities in life. Yet all these millions of children around the world are denied a fair chance for no reason other than the country, the gender and the circumstances into which they were born. So what work are these children doing? One that affects us, particularly here in Australia, is a prawn peeling factory owned by a major seafood supplier, Thai Union. And Woolworths, Coles and Aldi confirmed that they sell prawns and other seafood supplied by Thai Union. They're saying that they have stopped it now, but I tell you what, next time you're in Woolworths, Coles or Aldi and you're looking at some prawns or other seafood, check the back of the packet. If you can read the writing, of course, are they distributed by a company called Thai Union? Mind you, I saw a television documentary, What's the Catch? That show was in 2014, and I wish I could find it again. It was superb. It was put together by Matthew Evans, you know, a former chef, turned into that gourmet farmer in Tasmania. It certainly turned me off eating any frozen prawns or other seafood. I hope it's repeated. What's the catch? If you get a chance to see it, well, see it. And even worse now, I find out that most of that industry uses child labour. As well as the frozen seafood, there is Nestle, one of the top confectionery companies in the world. And they are heavily involved in child labour. They use child labour mostly on cocoa farms. Mars, another famous chocolate company. Cadbury. Kit Kat has also given itself a deadline to stop the involvement of child labour. Well, I'd like that to turn out to be true. Aero. So much for chocolate companies. It appears to be the cocoa farms, the cocoa plantations that have child labour. Some children as young as eight. Then we've got fashion brands like The Gap, Zara, Urban Outfitters, Adidas, Victoria's Secret, La Senza. I won't bother with the cigarette companies. I'll just mention Toys R Us. Now, Toys R Us say that they don't actually employ child labour. They don't employ anyone under the age of 13 years. Well, 13 and 14 doesn't seem to be adult to me, but, you know, and Toys R Us have been caught many times for exploitation of children. At one stage, their shares fell by 6%, but there's nothing else has come of it. The only way I can possibly have an effect on these companies is not buying their goods. But crikey, that doesn't leave me much choice. But then again, do I need a lot of choice when I'm buying chocolates? I've got a little song for you here, listener. As part of their supporting children's rights through education, the arts and the media program, that's the SCREAM program, 
implemented by the International Labour Organization to combat child labour. Students from the Ingilisa Cultural College in Ankara composed a song, performed all of the musical parts in it, and they sang it. It's called, naturally enough, End Child Labour. children from Ankara. I wish I could tell you what they were saying, but I don't know Turkish, apart from gozleme and kebab. But remember, the 12th of June is the World Day Against Child Labour. Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical, community-owned media during our Radiothon. We'll be taking donations online, over the phone and in the station to help keep 3CR going for another year. Fierce, independent community media is vital and we need your support to keep radical voices and issues on the airwaves. The 3CR Radiothon kicks off in June. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au. Call the station on 03 or drop in at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, during business hours. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical.
Oh yes, the Radiothon. It's what keeps us on air. Without you, listener, we wouldn't be here. There wouldn't be this program. There wouldn't be any of the programs on 3CR. We rely on you, as we always have, and you've always come through. 3CR Let's hear from the BL from the bush. And in this episode, he's presenting Comrade Natasha, the working class poet. Yeah, g'day, comrade. G'day, listener. BL from the bush calling in. Hope you are all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I ran into uh, Comrade Natasha the other day. She wasn't happy. And anyone who's been listening to the news of late would probably be in the same boat. What with PwC and Price Shithouse Coopers and the rest of them stitching up the country for, for dollars, we pay them and then they on-sell the information that, that they gathered. The taxes that we should be enjoying in, in the hospitals and in Medicare and aged care and, and education is getting stopped thanks to them. These multinationals paying no tax. We paid these people to plug the loopholes. They certainly did that and then on sold the, the way the, how to get around them. Thanks very much. Anyway, a little bit more on that another time. But anyway, listener, um, yeah, as I said, I run into Comrade Natasha and she's got a little bit of a, a bit of a rant for you. So I'll uh, I'll leave it up to um, Comrade Natasha. I'll go out the same old way. Dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. Good morning from Left After Breakfast, the only show left. This poem was inspired by Stan Grant uh, when he was interviewed on his Indigenous experience of British colonisation when we were assaulted with days of the royal coronation. And it was met with racism and a lack of support from ABC management. But on his resignation from Q&A, his fellow workers stood in solidarity with him. It's called Ranting at the Radio. Ranting at the radio, railing down the wire. Sounds like 50 years ago, how do I quell my ire? Roaring like a wildfire, as high flyers all conspire to con us as they squeeze us drier, calling liar, liar. Seems that I cannot retire from preaching to the choir. To you I may seem frail, social change a breadcrumb trail. All I seem to do is fail to stop myself. I still wail at politicians' ploys. It's just white noise. It just annoys me. Is this my legacy? That in old age I shake my fists in rage against the machine? I want to smash the screen watching the same old scenes, war, greed, all obscene, the planet burning in what could have been. All we hear is mumbo-jumbo, don't tell me I shouldn't grumble. All I see that civil crumble, I feel the earth herself rumble. Then, heading for another rant, I listen to what Stan Grant said, how he's become disenchanted, racism, the media, He's adamant he'd rather leave. His soul is hurting. Maybe now I'll stop blurting. Stop trying to convert them. Instead, just subvert them. Return once more to introversion. 
Now instead of ranting, now you'll hear me chanting in silent meditation. Now I've found reconciliation. Don't need vociferation or doomsday allegations. No more altercations with radio stations. Now the ABC is muted. Now the news is not disputed. Now my anger is diluted. My mind no more polluted. Silence is saluted. A gesture more suited to one whose hair is grey. An elder with too much to say. Now going back to yesterday. I can make another choice. To speak the truth without fear, in silence hear my inner voice, in silence I can truly hear. Three CR's annual Radiothon fundraiser launches in June. It's only with your support that we're able to be independent, community controlled, and focused on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon powers the station to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference, and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. 3CR Radiothon. 3CR. Okay, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for the ride. See you next week, same time, same place. And I'll leave you with a song for Jim Cusack, a staunch member of the Connolly Association and much loved by the Irish community in Melbourne. He will be greatly missed. Vale, Jim. Spend it in good company And all the harm that ever I've done Alas, it was to none but me And all I've done for want of to memory now I can't recall So fill the parting last Good night and joy be Sorry for my going away And all the sweethearts that e'er I had They would wish me one more day to stay 
What sins it falls unto my heart that I tries and I'll gently ride and I'll softly call. Good night and joy be with you. Good night. God bless. Safe home.